Talking with the Experts. Hello and welcome to Talking with the Experts. My name is Rose Davidson from rosedavidson.com and you can find me on LinkedIn, on YouTube and on SoundCloud. And today my guest is Thomas Green from Ethical Marketing Service. And today we're going to be talking about marketing as sales multiplied and sales drives revenue. And Thomas is a husband and parent to three children, an advocate of peaceful parenting, an entrepreneur, a certified Google Ads professional, and has recently published his first book, The No-Nonsense Google Ads Book, which is available now on Amazon. Welcome, Thomas. Hello. Hi, Rose. How are you? I'm very well. So what's it like in England at the moment? Uh, well, we're dealing with everything lockdown related, so I'm not sure what it's like for you at the moment, but it's, uh, it's a challenge at the moment. Yeah, I think it is for everybody. We're just coming out of lockdown here, so it's um, uh, thankfully, I think we'll all be together for Christmas. It'll be, be, yeah. we'll be very, very nice. So firstly, tell me a little bit about your book. Um, the, it's the, the specific title or the, the topic is Google Ads. So um, anything related to Google Ads, uh, you may be interested in that. But it also has a specific chapter on marketing psychology. So I wanted to include that just specifically because I feel like with Google Ads, people focus a lot on the tech. And although that's very important, um, there's also an aspect to what happens after someone comes from a Google ad and goes to the site. And my opinion is that it's just as important to focus on the marketing that happens after someone gets to your site as it is before they do. So um, I kind of, um, I wanted to include that just because of those principles that I feel like I can share within the book. Yep, so can you just explain a little bit more about, uh, you know, how the marketing after uh, an ad is, you know, just as important as the ad itself? Um, yeah, the analogy I use is if you take it away from a computer for a moment, a Google Ads person would be, if you imagine like a town centre or something, if you imagine um, someone going out and prospecting and finding individuals, that would be um, a good fit for a local shop or something. So I would be the person who goes out and finds the good prospect for your local shop. And what I would do is I'd take that person and then I'd sort of introduce them at the entrance of the shop. And then anything they do after that is um, kind of down to the business itself. And that would be, you know, going to the website. And all sorts of things can happen when someone goes into a shop, you know, maybe they don't have a good experience, maybe they don't, they can't find the product that they're interested in. You know, the, the scenarios are, you know, there's multiple scenarios that can happen. And everything, you know, Google Ads related would be to come back to the analogy for a moment. If I don't find you the right person, um, who's not perhaps interested in that product, then it doesn't matter how good you are when someone enters your shop, um, you're not going to make a sale from that. So it's down to, it would be down to myself to make sure that the prospect is good. And then anything that um, happens after the click um, is then kind of the website's responsibility. So I would say it's half the battle is how I look at it. Um, and that's the reason I included it in the book 
is because it's a, it's a big part of it to um, to not focus on the the marketing that happens once that prospect is on the site itself. Yeah. So how does I guess um, people complain about Google Ads a lot and how much they cost. So um, maybe you could explain in simple terms um, what are the benefits of having Google Ads over other, you know, um, like Facebook ads or, or whatever? I would say that um, the, the main kind of um, metric that I would focus on there is not necessarily the cost per click, which I feel like most people would be thinking about um, in relation to um, expense of a particular marketing medium. Um, but what's important is the client acquisition cost. So, um, and what you, what you would do there is you'd focus on um, the lifetime value of a particular um, client. So what is a client worth to your business? And then once you figure that out, you are aware of what you can afford to pay for them. And so maybe it's the case that Google Ads is expensive for your particular industry, but the only way that you'd figure that out is by testing it. Um, and you'd, once you have that number, you can figure out whether Google Ads is a sustainable medium for your business. So if you take a, to give you an example, the mortgage industry is a, um, a great example for being particularly expensive because you're competing with, you know, high street banks and you can get cost per clicks of just very, very large amounts that perhaps you don't want to go into if you're a smaller company. But because most people are not a high street bank, they're, you know, local businesses. Um, I think that, you know, the majority of uh, businesses can do quite well from Google ads because um, it's, the, the way I like to explain it is it's push versus pull marketing. Push um, in, is an example of Facebook because when people go on Facebook, um, they don't necessarily go on there to be sold to. So they're going on Facebook and they're looking at their feed and in a way you're pushing your marketing out to them. Whereas Google Ads, what you're doing is searching for a specific thing and you're if someone searches for a particular service, all you're saying is we do that service. And if you're interested, then, you know, go to this site and you're sort of, that would be an example of pull marketing. And so you're, there's an advantage to getting in front of people who are actually searching for a specific thing. Now, as, as I said, I don't, I don't think uh, Google ads is right for every industry, but um, from what I have, you know, I, I think, from the perspective of, is it worth testing? You know, being on the most popular search engine um, is, is well worth testing for any business. Um, and in a lot of industries, it's, it's beneficial for that particular client. Yeah, so could you explain what a um, cost per click, what does that actually mean? So um, for, uh, the, there's a difference in the search engine between the natural results and the the ads that are placed on Google ads, on Google rather. And every time someone decides to click on an ad, an advertiser is charged for that. So for easy maths, um, every, let's say, take a local example, let's say you have a local plumber and they want to put their, put an ad on Google 
And every time someone comes from a search term, let's say local plumber, they click on that ad and let's say it costs them a pound. So every time someone clicks, let's say they get 100 clicks or 100 people that come to their website, that would cost them 100 pounds because the cost per click would be one pound. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so I guess um, the lifetime, I guess, of a client with uh, versus the cost per click, how does that, you know, benefit the business? So if um, you're in a business where, let's say, there isn't any repeat custom, so you get a one-time sale and that's it, the lifetime value would be just that one sale that you get. Whereas if we take our example of a local plumber, there might be many uh, repeat purchases that you get from you know, opening up that relationship. And there's a principle in marketing which says that the more that you can pay for a client, um, the more difficult it is for your competitors to compete with you. So um, if we, I, I tend to like to get a return on investment for any client, but if we just take the lifetime value principle for a moment um, if you were to calculate that on average um, a plumber might get three jobs from a particular um, new new client of theirs then it might be well worth um, you know not making any money from that initial um, customer um, purchase in order to acquire that client for the profit of the two future jobs and so what you are what you can afford to pay acquiring that client might be let's say a hundred pounds for example and then you know what you can afford to pay and that metric is within google ads because you can track all everything that happens within the platform yeah i, I like um google analytics I, I really like it a lot because it is um easy to track you know so much and and they've done a great job in in um in how they've organized what they do you know, so that people can track, they can track even, um, you know, Facebook ads, they can still track those on their website. So through through uh, Google Analytics, it's really amazing. Um, Do you have um, experience with any, you know, advertising online? I um, don't tend to advertise online much, much. I usually just sort of advertise in groups. I haven't... I've been I've been approached by um, AdSense to to use their services, but um, I I was a bit hesitant to to go ahead with it. I think it was the initial outlay that scared me a little bit. So yeah. And do you intend on um, monetizing the YouTube channel that you have? Uh, eventually, yeah. Eventually, I think um, it will be worth, well worth it. I think there's a lot of value in uh, all of these videos and and the podcast itself so um yeah I, I do intend to do that down the track um once it gets a bit more well known um i yeah. don't want to um, start doing it just yet because it's it's still new i've only been going since july so um yeah it, it's a new it, it's new for me it's not new for other people but i think what i'm offering is is um is different from other podcasters so um, most people just get on there and you know talk to themselves <laughs> or screen where I'm actually interviewing people um, and other business owners and entrepreneurs um, you know authors uh, whatever on their perspective of you know 
what value they can bring to other business owners. So, yeah, it's um, yeah. Well, I I feel I don't like think I, that I, I don't think that's happening too much in in this sort of podcast space. Because I, I have a look at some of the episodes that you've done on the YouTube channel, and I feel like I know you a lot more than I actually do, because of the fact that I've watched some episodes, and you know, although we've only met today, I feel like you know we've got that relationship because I've been watching you, you know, on your episodes. Oh, isn't that lovely? Thank you. <laughs> At least someone's watching. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you about your book because you said that you you co-authored a book, um, and it's done really well. So. I'm, yeah, it's not a business that. book. It's not a business book. It's a, um, it's a, mm, women, uh, I guess, who've been through trauma um, and come out the other side are sharing their experience. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, but thank you for asking. Yeah, um, I no was problem. really, I was really excited about that. I'm happy to go into that conversation, but um, I feel like it could take a turn for. <laughs> from yeah, what we were about. <laughs> not what this is episodes about. No. <laughs> so tell me, what, um, you are a certified Google Ads professional. What does it take to become a Google Ads professional? Certified through Google. Um, the, I mean, the the short answer to that is the exams. So um, you can become certified just through doing the exams that Google um, have created. Um, there's about five or six different ones and I have passed every single one of them. You have to take them every one or two years. Um, and so if you've been in it for a while, the, the exams get fairly monotonous to do. Um, but yeah, um, me and my team are all certified, certified Google ads professionals. Right. And so you're based obviously in the UK, as I said earlier, do you um, have clients overseas or are they just based in the UK? Uh, yeah, we do. I have done some work for people in Australia um, and we have current um, clients in the US. So um, the fact that it's all done via the internet kind of removed any boundaries, um, especially mm. with stuff like Zoom and Skype regarding, you know, physical location. So um, you're competing with the whole world if you're in, in that particular industry. Absolutely. I think um, COVID had its pluses um, in far as, um, you know, more people getting on the internet to do business. It's forced them yeah. to, to um, innovate, um, you know, businesses that, you know, were normally a face-to-face -face business and have now had to, to shift and, and uh, yeah, become more more innovative and and go online and and you know do their thing and it's it's been a great thing and and I do believe that this will be the new normal I don't care what anyone says I think more internet business will be done in the future because it costs less it costs less yeah. I mean what does it cost you to to have a Skype or a or a YouTube or a or a um Zoom call, really nothing. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to fly anywhere. You mm. know, um, you can email people the documents if if need be, or you can even message them. So, you know, it's cheap. It's a cheap way yeah, of doing business. Have had to innovate their business in some way. Sorry. Have you had any guests that have had to completely change their business? Um, yeah, I think I've had um, a couple of them. Um, um, they were 
well, perhaps maybe not in my guests, but I, I know people that um, either in my business circle or uh, friends of mine that have had to actually um, pivot their business because and I, hate, I hate that word, but it just seems to have, like flow off the tongue, doesn't it? Pivot. <laughs> Anywho. No, you go ahead. Now go on, go on, go on. You're the guest, you I was speak. I say it's like a, a political term. A pivot. It is, isn't it? It's, and, it? and I find it really icky, but it's um, it's the word of the of the decade, I think, or word of word of the year. Pivot, pivot. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your background. You you were in a finance position before you decided that you know you hated it so much that you'd start your own business. So what exactly were you doing? And 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 you know. Why did you hate it so much? Um, well, uh, initially, um, this is going back away now. Um, I did start a, a little while ago a video production company, and it's what some people would refer to as a quote unquote side hustle. Um, but in order to, you know, it wasn't a full time, it didn't have the ability at the time to be a full time business. So I did have to, you know, support myself with a job which was supposed to be a, you know, stopgap type job. So a year, you know, I thought I'd be in it for that long because I was also studying at the same time. Um, and it, it turned out that I had, you know, I had been there for five years um, and I changed from being part-time to full-time and I, I could see myself in this job for, you know, far too long. <laughs> and, um, You'd die yeah, there, nice. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, were, there were people that had been there for decades. Um, and although, you know, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with being in that industry if, if that's what you like to do. Um, but I just felt like enough was enough. And um, I didn't have any clients in, you know, starting um, my marketing agency. I just had done the exams that I told you about. And I knew that it was a potentially a valid business at the time and so um, because I'd hit five years and because it had come to the end of it was going to be the end of the year so I would have been going into my sixth year um, of being at that company I decided that whatever was going to happen I was going to leave that job at the end of the year so my last day was on New Year's Eve and I was going to start a new venture on 1st of January start scratch from a new year and whatever it took, you know, whatever it takes to um, make it in the business, um, I was going to do it. So it took some uh, sacrifice and, you know, I, I worked on, you know, I worked ridiculous hours and I worked, uh, I didn't really take any holidays. And, you know, I, I got married at some stage and I worked on my honeymoon. Um, but eventually things have changed for me a little bit now um, because it gets into the topic of systemizing a business and replacing yourself in that business. So you're not doing absolutely everything. So it has the ability to quote unquote scale. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the summary of that um, story. If you, if you like. Yeah, I think people um need to take a leap of faith and really just go out there and back themselves. You know, if they've got a great idea and they've got a great skills and a great skill set, you know, sometimes if you just 
want to leave the job that doesn't fulfill you and you can go and start out on your own i think you know the leap of faith and backing yourself is really important even if it takes time and not everything mm. you know happens overnight rome wasn't built in a day as they say so yeah it's um yeah, and you know if, if i take my hat off to people who you know back themselves and you know don't back don't shy away from a challenge i think challenges are great yeah, yeah I, I did think. have um, an, another thing which may help if someone's considering doing that is I had a little bit of savings and I thought that if um, I made absolutely no revenue in that time how long could I actually survive attempting to make that revenue so I had about three months worth so I can sustain myself for three months so after three months I have to have you know done something um, and I, I didn't have to use it all so oh that's good stuff Yay. And got married in the meantime. My God. Yeah. Big ask. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've got three little ones in that time as well. And one of them is yeah. six weeks. So oh, if I yeah. get a bit tired, it's because of the yeah. that I've got. I, yeah. I understand that totally. I understand that totally. All right, Thomas, where can people find you if they're trying to look for you? Um, the easiest way I would say is um, if you go to ethicalmarketingservice.com, um, then all the social links are at the bottom and you can choose whatever way that you want to follow my content. As I said, I, I upload regularly on social. So if you're looking for free content, that's what I do. I don't do a lot of pitching or anything, but um, yeah, it's just valuable content uh, as much as I can do anyway. Yeah, I think um, adding value to other people, I, I think, is um, is good for the soul. But I think. Yeah, um, it, it means that you don't have to, you know, um, do something that you're not comfortable with. So I don't like to be heavy on pitching all the time. And if I can help someone, then it makes me feel good. So Absolutely. That's, what, that's uh, how I feel exactly. If I can help just one person, then, you know, my days is, is wonderful. Love it. <laughs> anyway Thomas thank you so much for your time today and um, I hope that we can chat again um, on a similar topic sometime in the future well, I appreciate you having me on and um, I'll be uh, looking out for uh, how, how the YouTube channel is getting on and um, <laughs> thank you for your contribution you've, uh, you've done a lot of work so thank you for that oh, thank you alright we'll talk again soon okay Bye. Bye. Thank you for your company on Talking with the Experts. If you'd like to follow any of my channels, you can find them on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Anchor, and, of course, on YouTube. Sponsorship places are now available. And if you'd like to be a sponsor for Talking with the Experts, then you can contact me and I will be happy to share with you further details. I look forward to your company again. Bye for now.